Yo, 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 this your main man, Neo. We got Nelly, we got Maisel Bike Road, and we also got Mark70 in the chat today on the episode of Battle Talk. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Mandalorian series. You already know what time it is, all right? We got we got some Star Wars fans up in here tonight, people. We got some Star Wars fans <laughs> up in here tonight, okay? You know yeah, yep, definitely. All right, you guys. So what are some takeaways that you get from the Mandalorian series? I'm going to let um, Mark70 um, start it off since he's not in the chat as much and he's the biggest um, Star, Star Wars, Wars fan man. in the in the chat right now. Then we're going to do Nelly. Then we're going to do Maisel Biker. Then we're going to do Neo. All right? Let's go. Cool. Let's go. All right. So, The Mandalorian. Oh, my God. Like, the best thing to happen to Star Wars since Star Wars itself, in my opinion. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I've been a fan of Star Wars since the... Uh, the prequel series because i got to see those in theaters i didn't get to see the originals in theaters but uh i've been a fan since um the prequel series which is not everyone's favorite but it got me into star wars and uh, i'm still going strong so um like uh, neil said today we're gonna go ahead and talk about the mandalorian which is streaming on disney plus if you haven't already seen it um what are you doing with your life get it together you know borrow <laughs> your friend's disney plus account yeah sharing it. is caring Watch it. He's literally carrying the Star Wars franchise on his back right now. That's literally how poor, powerful it is. Poor thing. Poor Anyways, um, I'm going to just start off with giving it a rating. I am going full 9 out of 10. This show is amazing, um, especially since we don't have much to compare it to after the last movies. Unfortunately, they didn't help the series as much as we would have liked, but I'm, I'm really glad the shows are, are, are picking it up. So we'll stick with just Mando for this uh, uh, video for today, and we'll talk about Book of Boba on our next episode. So, uh, what was what was your favorite part about it? I'm going to start off with the weapons. The weapons were definitely my favorite part. Seeing more of the Mandalorian yeah, culture, that's a huge one for me. Go ahead. Well, um, <laughs> okay, I guess I'm going. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, for one thing. Uh, the weapons were great. I think learning more about Beskar was really, really awesome. It's pretty much the vibranium of the Star Wars universe. Yes, I love it. Yes. Um, first and foremost, you gotta give. I gotta tip the hat to the man in the hat. Seriously, Dave Filoni really carries the legacy that George Lucas laid with the Mandalorian. This, you know, having these series on Disney Plus, they're really, really at the top of their game right now. When we all thought that the saga was really going to end back in 2005, Jesus, how long ago was that? How old do you feel when you really thought that, you know, episode three was really the end of the franchise? Now here we yeah. are all these years later with these new stories, you know, continuing on with, you know, all these different characters. Mando, in my opinion, is honestly, you know, I, I get it. Boba Fett had, you know, like a mystery around him, but he had the cool gadgets, even though he had such a short amount of screen time, and he sold, like, the best toys, and I get that. But Mando really sold it to me as not only as a bounty hunter, but as, you know, the lone hero type, you know. You know, he's got a code. He's really just, you know, trying to put his, you know, make his way around the galaxy, you know, put it in his pocket as much as he can. But he's really got a really good heart. And, you know, there's a lot of cross-sections that he has with certain Jedi that proves this. 
I really love what they've done with the story, especially with, you know, little Grogu, or I guess as the main media calls him, Baby, uh, Baby Yoda. Spoiler alert. The child. Yeah, I love Baby Yoda, a.k.a. Grogu. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah, absolutely, honestly. I mean, it's 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 such a great story, honestly, with, with pretty much, you know, the long run of, you know, basically the keeping up with the Kardashians, a.k.a. the Skywalker saga. You know, Yikes. honestly, I love <laughs> oh, the detour that we take here. We've seen the mystical side. I love seeing the technical aspects. You know, the first thing I thought of when I started watching the first season was when Han Solo said, Hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side. And Mando pretty much centers that. It really brings this home. And I'm, I'm, I'm just really excited for season three, even though technically season three was the book of Boba Fett, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Ooh, yeah, I'm, season I'm 2.5, all right? Season 2.5, pretty much. But yeah, honestly, I, I love it. You know, I, I, I got to ask, Oscar, what's your takeaway from this? What, what did you like the most? Well, honestly, when I first heard about Mando, I didn't know much about him. Like, again, I'm not much of a Star Wars fan like that. Like, one who's mostly followed it was my brother. Honestly, don't kill me for this. I legit, I legit thought Mando was actually Baba Fett. Star Wars <laughs> fans, don't kill me. Do not kill me. All right? Y'all better roast him in the chat, man. Roast him in the chat. But <laughs> but I do have to agree with um, Nelly. Like, um, the story was really good, and this was, like, the first show, like, Star Wars-wise, that got me hooked into the franchise again, you know? And the weapons are pretty cool. You know, I'm just like, damn, I kind of want to get those weapons. Actually, not even the weapons, but the armor itself, uh, you know? So that was pretty oh, yeah. good. And to see his, you know, characterization build up with, you know, Baby Grogu, a.k.a. Baby Yoda, was really nice to see. He kind of has that little uh, father figure in him, you know? And on top of that, also fun fact, I actually didn't know it was Pedro Pascal playing Mando, because the last thing I saw him was in um, The Kingsman. That was, like, my first introduction to him. So when I first saw him without his mask, I was just like, this guy looks familiar. Where have I seen him in? Like, oh, yeah, he played a cowboy. What do you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, I missed yeah. that one. All right. It's funny you say that, because uh, I was watching it with a buddy for the first time. I wanted to see his reaction. And... Oh, uh, no, I, froze. I froze. Oh, you froze? Okay, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to see his reaction to um, what he would think of the series, because he liked Star Wars, but he fell off because of uh, the sequel series. He didn't like it as much, so I said, okay, let me, let, me, let me put a better taste in your mouth. Let's watch The Mandalorian and see how you react. So we watched it, and then Mando took his helmet off. <laughs> he was just like, where have I seen him before? And I'm like, oh, I got you. Life is good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Oh, my gosh. The cast is actually Am I the only one who watched Game of Thrones? Am I the only one who watched Game of Thrones? Man. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm pretty Probably. sure a lot of people recognize it that way, too. Yeah. No, but seriously. He was all about no helmet in that show, and then all of a sudden, he's all like, all helmet in this show, which is awesome. Yeah. Right. Uh, he does a great right. job. Go ahead, Neil. Let's let's take on, let's go Or Oscar, did you finish Ooh. up yet? Or uh, also, also, like, last thing I will say, uh, I actually gave the show a 9 out of 10 as well. And, you know, and go, I'm excited to see what they'll do with his character in season three. Um, Go ahead, Neil. All right, I'm going to just say it off bat. This is the best show I've seen in a long time. You feel me? I give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. 
Because when it first came out, I'm gonna tell you, I ain't watch it. Only because I like to binge shows right away. I don't like I don't like waiting. So when it all came out and I watched it, I was like, man, episode after episode after episode after episode. And then when I saw the child, right? What I love more, what I love the most about the Mandalorian, he was like, I fucking hate I, I hate Jones. Sorry about my language. I hate Jones on um, droids and stuff, right? And he had that that bounty hunter droid about to kill the child. I was like, nah. Now, buddy boy about to get blasted. You feel me? Boom, boom. You feel me? And do I like, doom. Right? And I love the most about his character was he was like, you give him a mission, he's going to complete it no matter what. Right? He didn't right. really... He didn't really care about the payment. It just depends if it's worth his time, yeah. right? Right. It's like, yeah, he want to get paid. Like everybody want to get paid. I love but that it was certain. Long, I love that it all started off like really, really hardcore on the yeah. money. But go ahead, keep going. So, <laughs> and then I like that it was everything was like this is the way, this is the way, this is the Mandalorian Dude, way. I cannot right? tell you how many people left and, my job outside of like I could, I could go to freaking Starbucks and. Uh, somebody's just like, you know, okay, I got, uh, here, I got this and this and this, and then, uh, here's your change. And then he's just like, you put all your change in the jar? This is the way. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh God. Am I going to hear this everywhere now? Yes. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and I love it. I even use it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what's up. And it's I crazy. Think it's, I think it's going to rival. There's, may the force be with you, and this is the way. I think they're going to be neck and neck. Over like the next ten years, for May Fourth. Well, I haven't really heard what do you call it. Uh, May the force be with you too often. I don't hang out with that many geeks in person, unfortunately. So it's like you know, I'm never really present, but I, I know a lot of people say this is the way, and they're like, kind of like Neo's. Like they weren't really and and and, uh, and Basil Microbe, they weren't really huge on Star Wars, but they saw Mandalorian, so they're like, yeah, I can I can get behind this. And yeah, uh, did, you, did you finish wrapping up, Neo? Or did you have anything um, else to add? A few more things I want to add is that. Go ahead. Um. His, like the like the whole core of the Mandalorian, like you don't take off your helmet no matter what. But when it came down to like, man, I have to take this helmet off to because I got to complete this mission, and it's the only way I can complete it is taking this helmet off. And when his face scanned and went through, I was like, oh snap, it's about to go down. Do you hear me? It's about to go down. Okay, I'm oh, I love that episode. I know exactly what episode you're talking about. Yeah, I think so too. You know, which is funny. Yeah. There's there's a whole there's a lot of different Star Wars homages I've noticed in the series, but there's a lot of like different elements from like different like movies, cartoons, and like even different like old school movies. Like there's certain episodes that have like a samurai feel to it. There's certain episodes that have like the dark western feel to it. Like right. there's even one episode where I'm like, wait. That's Rocket and Groot. I swear to God, what are they doing? <laughs> you are silly, sir. And it was it was really great. The character development was great. The cast is stellar. You know, yeah, pretty good. You know, cast. the fact that Agreed. you see certain characters from like the Clone Wars series in real life, and yes. it's just wait a minute, that's who they got to play him, or that's who they got to play her, and I'm like, okay, let's go. I'm loving it. Ah, uh, <laughs> look, look who I see. I smile with my little eyes. 
I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. I got these all day, man. All day. All day. Look, he's so excited. Look, look at that smile. That, <laughs> that, that's like that's like first Christmas of the year. Come on now. Look at that smile. Star Wars is my go-to, man. Star Wars is Same. my go-to. <laughs> Same. So, um, I have a question for all of you guys. What did you guys think of the side characters? Because you know, Mandalorian had a couple of side characters. You know that he worked alongside with during his quest. What did you guys think? Did you guys have a th- uh? A favorite side character, or um, what it is? Like, what it is. I would say, um, for me, I like most of them. I like them all. I, I like, like how they didn't kill off the side characters. I feel like, to me, I ain't really seen that many unless I missed it. Like certain side characters that you see come back is like, all right, this happened, this incident happened, and then they went their own path, and it came out better for them, and it somehow end up helping the Mandalorian in the end. Right? right? So I like I like the aspect of it. So like he like, okay, I'm gonna complete this mission. And by doing so this side character mission that their mission changes based based on the interaction they had with him or whatever. Now some people died, yes of course, but like the well, the bounty hunter lady, I don't know her name, I forgot it. But uh, I think Shin. Shin, right? Wow. Damn, look at him. Look, but he that, knows. He that. knows it over there, guys. He knows it. I took roll call six times. I've seen this show six times. That's right. how many times I've seen it. <laughs> and then... And I didn't watch him back-to-back while I'm working, except for the first time. I actually come home from work, and I sit down, and I'm just like, ooh, Mando. I tell everyone, shut the lights off. It's Mando. <laughs> That's the <laughs> Ming-Na Wen character, right? Yeah. Ming-Na Wen, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, what else? Um, uh, I think that was it. Yeah. Uh, I will say this, though. Orange helmet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's her. Um, yeah, because yeah, there's, not, there's not too many assassins in, uh, in what do you call it, in the Mando series. There's, like... No, but what I was thinking about, there aren't too many assassins, but Mando's old crew. I right, like right, right, right. I, I, it very much reminded me of the Suicide Squad, if you ask me. And, you know, that entire episode's arc, you know, the fact that Mando has to be, pretty much turn his back on the crew, and he basically becomes Batman in that episode, just taking them out one by one by one. And it was just the most badass thing. And it was all in red, too. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole Batman thing. He literally, like, he pops, like, you just see that one corridor shot with, I think it was, like, the devil dude, where he's yeah. just walking down the corridor. He's like he's all like sweating and freaking out. Then we cut away. Then we cut back. He's all like ah, Mando's like right behind him, and then we just don't see him. Yeah, we didn't kill him. Right. He wow. killed him in jail. Which, by the way, did you notice, Gio? Um, the guy at the scanner table, uh, the guy with the helmet, that was Matt uh, Lanter, Lanter, one of the two. Um, mm. the voice of Anakin Skywalker from the Clone War series. So that was a nice. Oh, I missed that. They had there. I did miss that. Cool. Yeah. Um, which, you know, now you know, and I know. The more which, you know. I guess that's my question. We'll finish up with Oscar's question, but I guess that'll be my question later. What was your favorite cameo in the series from the Star Wars lore? I think we all have the same answer, but I'm going to just lay on it. Uh, we better. <laughs> what about um, Wait a minute. Well, you guys just want to just see it? <laughs> um, honestly, I think for me, uh, I like all the characters. Um, just because, again, it goes along with the story, and then the way Mando kind of built a friendship with these characters that, you know, later on, they pretty much come back in season two. You know, I would say that about, um, you know, him. That's pretty cool to see. 
So, all right. I think Night to Everyone was literally the, the ending. All right. So, huge spoiler drop. Our, our CGI Luke, Mark Hamill himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I, saw, uh, when, I saw, when I saw the green lightsaber, I kind of cried a little bit and I squealed. I Man, you don't know. I dropped I my mean, phone I when I saw it. I you feel cry. me? That, that corridor scene, dude. I was just like, oh. Man, he was. On. You seen that, man? man? Like, he had some like, black up in him. Yeah, not only were they able to showcase Luke as a badass, because we never really got to see that. They, we showed him at his peak of finally becoming a Jedi, even though he hadn't faced his father yet. But now this is post-Empire, and he's basically become this distant legend that everybody hears, wait, I heard there was somebody who blew up the Death Star. I heard there was somebody who took down the Emperor and Vader, but we don't know who he is. You know, right. from like the perspective of like a bounty hunter or just like a regular civilian, a Jedi is considered not only a myth, but like a wizard type, like a mystical thing. Like, wait, they exist? And we really showcase that in the series because we're like on the sidelines. We're not following the Jedi Order. We're not following the Skywalkers. We're just, you know, on the ground. So to see Luke come in as like this, you know, OP badass out of nowhere. And like you said, Gio, with the corridor scene, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's Vader. Man, I'm just gonna say this. Look, if they had me up in there, I, boy, I'm, I'm tearing it up. I'm going buck wild, boy. I, it ain't nobody stopping me, right? But I like. want to practice my lightsaber technique. Let's tell you, man. You know it'd be dope. You know it'd be dope if that. You know how the Mandalorian got the black saber or whatnot. Yeah, yeah I want to see. I don't know if it's there or if it's, if he did this because I don't keep up with it as much. If he like learned the force and he was wielding that wielding that sucker, man, I will be at that movie premiere wherever it is that I'm trying to tell you. If I know it's gonna be like that in that corridor, he was doing the same thing with his moves with that little that little gauntlet. He'd be like having the little butterflies come out and start stinging. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Y'all, you know what yeah, I'm talking about. Mando, he's more like an expert marksman. And then when he's right. in the jam, he's got his like one-hit kill move, which is the Whistling Birds, those little... Yeah, oh, those are great. Once he gets that little spear gun, it's like, you know what? I can. He can literally uh, hold up to his, like, I like those odds when the odds are stacked against him. I like no the Yeah, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm actually surprised with Mando. Like, so, no matter how many enemies he got around him, he'll find a way to get out of it. It's really crazy. I'm just like... Is this the end for this dude? Like, he's literally surrounded, and this dude just comes out like a badass. I'm like, okay, never mind. You know, you're alive. I don't know a lot of people. You know, what I like is that he's able to do that before and after the best car upgrades. But you know what? Yeah, you're right, you're right. I love the new suit. The one he, I'm, I'm kind of sad that we didn't get the suit, the original suit for very long. It was mm -hmm. like literally like an episode and a half, and then it just gets wrecked by a gigantic rhino. Using. <laughs> that's also when we see Grogu's like force capabilities. When I saw him use the force, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get Jedi power!" I will admit though, uh, despite it was awesome seeing um, Luke Skywalker back, I was thrown off by his CGI face. If, I don't know if it was just me or everybody else, but something looked really off with his face. I'm just looking at it and. You can tell, obviously, it's CGI, but I'm just like, oh, I don't want to criticize or, you know, I don't want people jumping at me. But it's like, something was off with his face, you know? No, I don't actually, know if that was just me. I'm glad you brought that up. 
I, I don't know the guy's name. We'll find it and we'll put it in the in the in the description for the YouTube and uh, and the Facebook video. Right. There was a guy who actually went back in and corrected it. He yeah. Oh, he did. He adjusted the deep fake, and like I guess Dave Filoni's team saw it and they hired him for the future season. Oh, I heard. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Yeah, because what do you call his, his, his? He had kind of the floaty face. And obviously, you know, Mark Hamill, he doesn't look like that anymore. Obviously, just how life works. Um, so <laughs> yeah. they had to deep fake him where there's a stand in and everyone doing all the Jedi tricks is another guy with just a Luke CGI face. Yeah. And the world noticed it and someone actually did something about it. He did such a great job that he got hired. Which I was like, oh, I get props to that guy. Man, he stole that from me. He stole it from me. I did it. I made it. You see, you <laughs> right. see his do rag. Yeah. I made that. Come on now. Yeah, of course. Come on now. I'm the anime man. Come on now. You know, when he didn't talk, it did look good. But you know, as soon as he started to speak, you could tell it was a little, you know, floaty, and it felt yeah. I mean. Like they, they, they did do their best because like, they uh, used two people. They used Mark and then they used somebody else. You know, right? That like I mean, same guy. From what um, I heard, they they might want to have Sebastian Stan, who played the Winter Soldier. Oh man, we've been talking about Luke that for years. I'd be down. Because he does look like him. He does. Yeah. Yeah, I've so seen the photoshops where they put a Sebastian's face on Luke's body, and it's just like, whoa. Yeah, like, it's him, it's him, it's this guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I got a question. I mean, in terms of, like, continuity, it would work, and, you know, he, you know, the way he speaks, you know, it could fit Mark Hamill's style from, like, 1980-something. Yeah. And this is meant to take place, like, what, four or five, maybe six years after the fall of the Empire, so... Um, Ooh, I remember, I know it takes place after the fall of the Empire. I mean, there's still Fallout, obviously, so it's a couple years after Okay. Which, oh, that reminds me. Um, two standout characters for me that I'm waiting to see where we go in the future. Moff Gideon and then an older version of Ahsoka Tano. I really love what they did here with those two. And, you know, moving forward, which, by the way, props to my future wifey, Rosario Dawson. <laughs> I love what she did with Ahsoka. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah that is well. Ahsoka... You know, thirty years into the future, just kiss <laughs> beautifully done, beautifully done. So, what were you saying? Uh, I start ranting because I got, I still got like a, a mountain to get off my chest. Ooh. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Neil. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. go ahead. Yeah. I was still thinking about my question anyway. So you can go, go ahead. <laughs> I had like, I had like maybe, two questions. Maybe mixed. I might answer. Maybe I might answer it. All right. Yeah. So. Let's get let's cover the story elements real quick. So a brief rundown of the whole series. We start off with Mando being a badass on his first bounty. We immediately move it up to him literally coming back to find a job, and that's mm -hmm. what takes us to uh, locating Grogu, which was one of my my first favorite character. And unfortunately, like the first casualty is IG Eleven, which is voiced by Taika Waititi himself, one of the episode directors. So if, oh, you guys, really? if you guys didn't know already, each episode, most of the episodes are directed by a different director. Right, so I know that. Stick around for the credits and see which one did it. We got Taika Waititi. We got Bryce Dallas Howard, who's also the main character, one of the main characters from the Jurassic World series. Um, 
and it's uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni, which is obviously Iron Man one and two. So yes. you know, John Favreau. And one of them was Guillermo del Toro too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and those. Yeah. Then we have like, yeah. special episodes with Guillermo del Toro and my personal favorite director, who is also the director for Boba Book of Boba Fett. Um, oh, his name just slipped my mind. How do I do that? It's Neil. Come on now. It's me right there. Yeah, it's Neil. Yeah. Of course it is. No, no, because he directed the um, the Antonio Banderas movies of, for Mariachi. Those were oh, my favorite Robert movies. Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez was my number one director from like years ago. When I found out he did a couple episodes of Mando, those episodes were probably my favorite because he directed the episode, which was the the first episode we see Boba with his ship, and uh-huh. um, you know where they're on the hilltop and yeah. they have their last stand. He directed that episode, and I I, re- I recognized the shooting style. I was like, this episode is too badass. Who directed this? And when I saw his name, I fell off my seat. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> and I appreciate that how you know it's still cohesive storytelling, but you can tell the different direction stuff. Like you can tell Rosita's right. work, you can tell um, uh, Guillermo del Toro's work, you can tell like each element is by lead. All we need now is Tarantino. Uh, Tarantino. That'd be really oh. interesting. That'd be the first episode with some violence. And since like all the weapons in Star so Wars good. don't really generate blood. It's going to be violent, but not bloody, because no, blaster bolts, they carterize the wounds. Lightsaber cuts, they carterize the wound. The only time we see yeah. a little blood was actually in Book of Boba, so we'll talk about that another time. So, another no blood time, in this, wow. so, no blood in this show. <laughs> but there is gore. There's plenty of ways to do gore without oh showing blood. Star Wars galore. Gore galore. <laughs> God damn. We got death <laughs> everywhere. We literally got blood, death, and robots. That's about it. No uh, yes, robots. <laughs> There's still no sex in Star Wars. Let's keep it that way. No, let's keep yeah, it that maybe, way. I don't know. Some, it's some a man. Let me let me that Nah, the nah, track. hold up, hold up. See, the Mandalorian was about to get some when he went to that <laughs> village with that late oh. like Grogu can stay with me. You can stay too. Just take that helmet off, baby. We can get we can get the rumbling and tumbling. You feel me? I was like that man was about to take that helmet off, people. That's true. He was about to take eight hey, people in the chat. Tell me uh, he wasn't about to take that helmet off. He said code before hose. No, she was yeah. she was he said character. this is the way. He said code before dose. <laughs> Look, the I would have been like, I would. Now is man walking up to her saying, "I can take you in hot or I can take you in cold." <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, he's gonna be done. He's gonna be like, "This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Like, oh, way. That's, that's gonna be a weird way to finish." <laughs> oh, that's I remember now. All right, so when? All right, so you know how um, the man on uh, Mando got the black saber, right? Because he wanted yeah. to do it, right? Do you think down the line he's gonna be like the leader of? The men of the Mandalore, right? Since he got the saber, you know they were saying like, "Oh, if you got the saber, you can bring it back. You can restore the family name, stuff like that." Do you think now that he have it, he can figure out how to wield it, right? That he will be like the one to bring like more Mandalorians out of the out Good of the shadows, question. you know? Because I feel like he can do it. I feel like he just because he was like in the in the show, he's like you not. You're not working with the weapon, right? You're working against it, right? And it's like, I feel like he's doing it. He's probably doing it on purpose because he don't want, he probably don't want that responsibility. But he know he have to step up to the plate to do so, like he done all the other times 
throughout the throughout the whole series. But I don't think he I don't I think he don't want to be ready because of Grogu because he had that connection with him. I think he feel like he's gonna put him in danger. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I mean, no, it makes yeah. sense. Okay. Um, I think the real issue there would be like, cause I know like there are certain sections of you know Mandalorians that are like, you know, if he on like the rules, it only works when it applies to him, or you know, they just you know, it, it, it it's it's a weird boundary that there's like in there. I I think Bo-Katan is like the best example of that. Like. Mm-hmm you know, in terms of working around the best, you know, option for how that saber works. Because that used to be, you know, well, pretty much damn near was her empire that she was ruling, ruling with that sword. But now Mando has it, but she's still alive. And she, I know she's going to feel some type of way because no matter what series she's in, she's always salty about some shit. So, honestly, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work. That's what I want to see the most in season three. Who is going to be a very integral part for Mando's personal story, but in terms of destiny and all that, in terms of like how Mandalore could be, you know, bringing all the Mandalorians back, I really think it's going to come down between uh, Bo-Katan and Mando somehow. Yeah. And I'm a little but, worried on how it's But you go. know, I, in I, the I, show, in the show, when that other Mandalorian is like, this is from my family lineage or whatever, it belongs to me. And he still got his butt whooped. I'm like, come on, man, that's gonna be your sword, bro. That's your saber, bro. And you and you still got whooped. And you still got whooped. If I was if I was the Mandalorian, look, I ain't saying this is the way, but this is this is the Neo way. I would have towed that butt <laughs> up and I would have took it like ah ah ah. Now let's go. Let me give you guys some Star Wars 101 real quick. So oh, the lightsaber, the dark saber itself, is explained in. Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars, towards the sixth season, which was a Netflix original show, epi- uh, an original season, and then it was expanded upon in Star Wars Rebels, which was like a Disney XD show for a little while before you know it all merged over yeah, to yeah, yeah. Uh, Disney yeah, Plus. Right. So if you guys, I do recommend those shows, uh, Clone Wars and then Star Wars Rebels. Those two are like are canon, and Dave Filoni had his hands in those, so it's it all it all blends together beautifully. So the thing about lightsabers is the dark saber itself belonged to the first Mandalorian Jedi, which is why um, the code exists. Um, he he was a he was a he was like a bounty hunter like the rest of them. He had the armor and everything, and then he joined the Jedi Order. But then he didn't like the rules because he's all like, "You guys suck," so I'm gonna go through <laughs> my way. And he 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 made the way. All right. Now the thing about lightsabers is the lightsaber itself is powered by a kyber crystal, which is. If you want to learn more about those a little bit, just watch uh, Rogue One. They talk about the Kyber Crystal a lot. Um, yeah. It is powered by the user's uh, force sensitivity and their emotions. So the lightsaber itself getting heavier. This is this is a spoiler for Star Wars Rebels. If anybody you know, if you haven't watched it, by all means go. If not, skip uh, skip to the like two minutes ahead of this video. Uh, the first person to use the dark saber was actually one of the Mandalorians that that um that Mando's actually from the same creed the um the Death Watch. Uh, he found the lightsaber, he used it, and he wielded it really well. He took on Obi Wan, which you know, super excited for the Obi Wan Kenobi series coming up. But Obi Wan oh, is, is a badass. He can, he can hold his own, but he's a Jedi Master. This is just a guy who has tons of tricks, tons of weapons, and he can wield this you know complicated saber. Um, that he loses it to Darth Maul, which is awesome. The second important wielder, which he gets his own really badass um, 
corridor so, scene yeah. in the last season oh, of Clone Wars. So go check that out. And uh, he loses it to, uh, I think he, they don't explain how he loses it. He loses it on a witch planet, which I'm not going to go into because, like, again, I can go all day, guys. It's, my Star Wars just going to just... He loses the dark I think I remember how he ended up losing it. Did they actually oh. explain how he lost it? Not specifically. I know that it was left behind when he got captured by Sidious. And then there was a gap. Oh, right, right, right. When he, he had to be... Sidious. Yeah, and then he ended up back on Mandalore uh, to fight Ahsoka, and then he escaped. And then there's that gap between that and then the Rebels. But I know that he lost it when he was captured by Sidious and nah, we lost nah, Savage nah. Oppressed. Them little black right. little so monsters took it. And then it comes back into story with Sabine, uh, Kanan, and Ezra. So Ezra, which is, you know, hopefully we get Ezra. He's already been cast. He actually finds the Darksaber and he can't use it either because it's weird. Uh, but Sabine recognizes it and says like, yo, with this I can, you know, unite Mandalore. And she's like, a Mandalorian fugitive, or, um, yeah, she's a fugitive because she developed a weapon that specifically fries people with Beskar. You know, right. this is like, this is uh, aim assist for Mandos. It's like, you know aim what? Assist. We want to take out a Mando. We're going to use Sabine's weapon and all Mandos on the field eliminated in one shot, which is like, go oh, check that episode out. That show's really cool. There's a lot of cool stuff and there's a lot of death in this show, which is really weird. So <laughs> it moves on from there. Then somehow she, she gives it to Bo-Katan, which is now why it's in the Mandalorian series, but somehow, we don't know how or why, we just know Bo-Katan loses it to Moff Gideon, which is something I hope we do see. I do want to see that. I want a, a Bo-Katan uh, flashback where she somehow gets beat by this guy and he's just kind of like, this minds now. Yeah, <laughs> I think be... between that fight and then Ahsoka versus Grand Admiral Thrawn or Ezra versus Grand Admiral Thrawn, that's, that, those are the big ones that I want to see. Uh... Yes, there has been a meme with Mando using that um black sword. I think uh, <laughs> sword. um what was that? I think it was. Like, why is this we... so heavy? And the yeah. armor is just like because you're carrying the whole franchise. Yeah. No, you're stupid. I'll put that on the as soon as I find it. <laughs> oh, dude, I love that. That's a good yep. meme right there. Every time I see that, I I I, just, I crack up a little bit along with like the posts of like. Uh, Pedro Pascal's reported injuries that his back hurts because he's carrying the French. Yeah, yeah. I love those. I love those. Yeah. Right. So I have a question for the audience. I want the I want the viewers to comment down which episode was your favorite and why, and which and and what scene in that episode was like. This is a really good show. I want to keep watching. That's what I want you guys to do. Right. You will keep watching. You will keep watching. These are the creators you want to watch. Okay, this, this is Damn. right. No, you they won't. What do you think you are? Some sort of a Jedi with your hands on the like <laughs> Yes, you see you. All right, listen, you're a Jar Jar. No. Oh, so look. Hey, that's what I tell. Watch yourself. So, back in the day when I was when I was in college, right, I used to always say when, when Star Wars was like big and everybody was talking about Star Wars, Star Wars, on the, the only character name I would say was Jar Jar Binks. That was it. That's the only name I would say to any argument, to any conversation. I would come up to my friends and be like, what's up, Jar Jar Binks? 
just just because because I just love the name so much. I love the name so much because it's so. I will give Jar Jar this much. He he redeemed himself through the Clone Wars. All right, if you see Jar Jar in the Clone Wars, he's a totally separate character. If you watch Jar Jar from just movies, you have to hate him. You just have to. He ruined the movies. There's no there's no excuse. There's no going around it. Yeah. But as soon as you watch the series where there's more time, you get to flesh him out. You kind of realize this guy's this guy's shady. He's not a you know. He's the only one to canonically uh, nail a, a queen. All right, I'll give him that much. Yeah, wow. kind of. <laughs> see, see, and he's all like, what? I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna I'm give him this. I'm gonna give what? him this. He didn't ruin the previous oh, yeah. series. He was a nuisance. I wasn't a fan, but he didn't ruin it. I mean, right. canonically, he ruined the galaxy. With that vote of no confidence, giving the chancellor right. all them powers, but he didn't ruin the series for me. Yeah. But he I did, do find the ending story kind of sad. <laughs> so. And it was it was an episode with Mace Windu, so if it was a live action version, it would have been an episode with Sam Jackson. All right, right. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's you how. That's the thing about Clone Wars. Clone Wars itself is like supposed to be a kid show, but as soon as you start watching it, like the Star Wars universe, just like. What's that whole Tony Stark moment where he discovers a new element and you're just like, Star Wars is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. Now, I just realized something. There are now canonically four black guys in the Star Wars universe, and I love yes, it. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Yes. That's true. <laughs> oh, my Am God. Am I one of them? Yeah, let's go. Find out next time on Battle Talk. All right, you guys. It's been a very great episode. Like I said before, comment down below from the Mandalorian series which episode you like and what scene in that episode you like the most. What is your favorite Star Wars movie? Right? If you like this episode and you want to see more, give us a like, smash this subscribe button, you already know, and follow us on all our social media. It will be linked down below. All right? As you, that okay, man, now we crazy. Have predator featuring the Predator. Right? It's all good. Watch our next episode coming out soon on Boba Fett. It's coming out very soon. And, you know, just let us know if you like it. If you didn't like it, don't tell us that. Just tell us that you like it. Give us all a thumbs up, okay? <laughs> all right. This has been your main man, Neo, Nelly, Mazel Backrow, and, and um, Mark70. Babble Talk out. Good night, y'all.